I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Happy Thursday, everybody. Middle of July. Dog days are coming. And uh, uh, it's great to be with you, Bryn. Hey, Jack. I'm really excited about our topic this week. You should be. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting topic, and it's one that you kind of uh, uh, talked about with me this week because recently you were at the LinkedIn headquarters in New York. You and a lot of other LinkedIn experts kind of brought together to talk about uh, collaborative articles. And I really like the topic that we're going to talk about today. Bankers plus collaborative articles equals thought leadership. Uh, bankers want to be thought leaders. In fact, I was at a bank the other day and one of the bankers was in a, a very vertical, very specialized kind of industry. And one of his questions was, how, how do I penetrate that with, with, with content? And I think we've covered, we, we're going to cover today something that's really important around collaborative articles, Bryn. So let's start out by talking about what they are. What are collaborative articles? So uh, this to me is uh, something that I never pictured LinkedIn doing, and they're doing it well, which is wonderful. They're taking AI, so the chat GPTs of the world, they're sticking in topics, industry topics, and creating questions and topics that we then can engage on and add our perspective. And this is in its infancy. Uh, it, it started in beta in March. In June, they brought us together in New York. It was a wonderful opportunity to share how we're using it, what we'd like to see, what improvements we'd like. And they are really open. Now, why is this important? Most bankers, most professionals want to write content that's of interest to their buyers, to their prospects, to their customers. But often we're stuck in banker brain right? We, we, about interest rates and what's happening in the banking world. And it's hard for us to move from what matters to us in our industry, in the banking industry and in the economics, to what do my buyers care about? What do my prospects care about? And this collaborative articles area allows us to see the content that's trending in those industries whether you're selling into telecommunications or oil and gas or manufacturing, as many of our clients are, there are an enormous amount of articles that we have an opportunity to read and put our perspective behind. And we'll go on to why this is important, but that's really what collaborative articles are. And we think that this is a game changer for bankers who want to be thought leaders in the world of their clients. Now, I do believe, and you'll probably talk about a little bit later on, that you do have to register for this, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but but let's, let's talk about, you mentioned verticals, and you talked about manufacturing and oil and gas, 
And this indeed is something that our bankers are all interested in, uh, in terms of uh, CNI lending and deposits. How do I go about finding a topic that I might comment on in a collaborative way? Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is, you know, what are the industries we want to engage? And we want to, so um, if you go and you can actually scan the QR code, if you're here live, if you're listening, you can go to linkedin.com slash advice, and that's going to take you to the collaborative articles. And when you get there, there's a menu on the right-hand side that has little bubbles. And in those bubbles, it has topics. And it only shows about 10 or so. There is a show more button. So you can go and explore further topics. Um, but it's not really limited to the topics you see there. Because once you click through, for example, manufacturing, you're going to get a, you know, a dozen or so uh, and so you can drill down into areas that uh, may be even more relevant. So um, lots of opportunities to get very specific with the content that you want to engage. Again, a lot of this is taking a look at what are the industries that I'm hoping to attract. Uh, and there, you know, I mean, there's construction there. I mean, there's so many industries that bankers would love to be part, of, you know, would, would love to be part of the conversation. And so you can play around with it. There's also leadership and soft skills for, um, for our leaders who may not be prospecting into a specific niche, but really want to share their leadership uh, talent, uh, ideas and concepts. So this can go beyond prospecting. It could really help you to get, you know, maybe you want to be known as a mentor in the industry. So it can really help you do that. You know, and, I, and if I think practically about this, as I scroll down, because I'm signed up to do this as well, I'm going to look at people that I view as credible. So if, if I am not following someone, and I see an article and maybe I click on it and I want to collaborate on that article, which is comment on it. I might say, okay, before I do that, so that I am with a credible source, I might want to go out to their profile, look at them. Where are they from? How long have they been on LinkedIn? How many followers do they have? Because I want to make sure, Bryn, that whoever I'm collaborating with, in effect, or commenting with, I want to make sure that that's a credible resource. I'm not sure if you talked about that on LinkedIn, but I know you have a strong feeling about that. Yeah, well, the interesting thing, and that is, so first, whenever you're engaging, that's important. The interesting thing is these topics are AI generated. So, you know, it's, it's um, the credibility is a, a little bit different compared to engaging with, other uh, other uh, content that real people actually wrote. Um, so that, you know, this is a, a, one of those interesting, what does AI do in this world differently? Um, but to that point, you have a little more leeway to set them straight because nobody's going to take it personally. So if you disagree or you have a different viewpoint, now obviously you still want to come off professionally not attacking, but 
you could say, you can literally say, you know, this is an interesting perspective that AI pulled. I have a very different one. And if you're engaging on a human being's content, you could put someone off doing that. But no one will be feel no one will feel rejected or upset with a different viewpoint. So I love that you asked that question because it's just a different animal. Fascinating. So let, let me play this out with you. So yeah. if you you always put out amazing content, and I'll get the content and then I'll comment on your content which goes under your article or your post so people can see that I've commented, et cetera. What about this? I know they're in a, in a line. What happens if I comment on a particular article? Where, where, where do people see that? Um, so that's an interesting, it will go to your newsfeed. Um, it does not, if, if someone has rung your bell, so you can ring someone's bell and then when they share content, you're alerted. It does, it is not affected by that yet. So um, it's actually a little more difficult at this point, again, in beta. So that's a really good point, but you can go to somebody's activity feed and look at, it won't be in the post section, um, I'm actually hopping into LinkedIn to make sure that I am accurately stating this. But um, when you go into somebody's activity feed, there is a section that is comments. When you click on comments, it will be there. So if you want to see if someone is specifically engaging on um, collaborative articles, it will be there, but it will be there along with your other comments. So you'll have to scroll through. Interesting. Look, look, Bryn, Elizabeth has a really interesting question here. Uh, so do you see this more for individual bankers who want to build their reputation, or do you see this as a way for banks to help themselves stand out too? If the latter who in the org chart would be the best person to represent the bank? That's a very thoughtful question. That is. So, okay, so let's start with it. Generally, right now, Collaborative Articles is about the individual banker. Um, and, you know, you can, as a bank, set guidelines. Like, you can add lots of insights here. Here are the 10 things you can't mention can't mention rates, you can't mention, right, like whatever those those compliance things are, uh, and then allow them to share their thought leadership. Again, recognize what we're asking them to do, or we're not, that we're not asking them to do anything. What we're recommending that they do is actually engage on non-bank content. So most of this should be engaging on manufacturing. So maybe a question comes up, um, let me go, I'm going to go into one and I'm going to read something that it might be like, all right, I'm just going to go into real estate because it's in front of me and I'm going to go into commercial real estate analysis. So what are the key components of a feasible study for a CRE development? In that case, there may be some kind of advice around banking if they're in that particular case, but you really want to talk about things like 
you know, whenever we work with commercial bankers, here are some of the things that we take into consideration when it comes to real estate. Um, actually, there's a lot in here. How do you incorporate lease com uh, comparables into your financial modeling and cash flow? So it might be, uh, you know, every company does this differently. As a banker, we look at these things. In that particular case, actually, as I look into this, you could talk about um, how that topic and banking will fit. Now, you know, if we went into, let's say that manufacturing and I go with one of those topics, I could go into um, manufacturing and purchasing. Why? Who cares about those things? People that are buying and need cash flow to buy, <laughs> right? Like that, like, just, so that's a topic. So how to use data and analytics to optimize your purchasing decisions. If you, you give a perspective on this and maybe it's, you know, a lot of the procurement professionals that we work with by offering lines of credit for cash flow, do this, this, and this right? And be authentic and honest. And by the way, you can certainly ask your, your procurement person what they do and actually quote them and mention them if you have permission. So there's a lot of ways to use this. Um, so that's a long answer to your first half of the question, Elizabeth. The second half is, um, you know, who in the bank could do this? Now, I actually think marketing could probably own the, here's a piece of content I'd like the uh, treasurer, the, the treasury management person to answer. So I still, it's still an individual and marketing could absolutely answer some things, but what marketing can do a, a, as a team, you could decide here are all the topics that are relevant to our customers and let's assign a couple of those topics to a certain number of commercial bankers or public facing bankers and marketing can push and say, Hey, your insights on this article would be great. So that's how I would see kind of the collaboration. But at the end of the day, thought leadership is about a person. It's hard. Um, you know, a thought leader is a person, not an entity. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best way to say that. Yeah. And I, a couple comments here. First of all, I, I love your idea on the marketing. If, if I'm a marketing professional at a bank or a credit union, I'm going to look into this and I'm going to beta test it myself. And I'm going to see how this might work. Uh, and then I might be able to have a meeting with my bankers and say, you know, I'm in this, I'm, I'm using this collaboration process that you, LinkedIn has. I found it to be really effective. Let me share with you how this might work uh, and how you might use it. That's number one. Number two, Elizabeth's con comment is really a good one. And so is yours as it relates to what you can do on LinkedIn and individual bank. There are still some banks who unfortunately have such restrictions that their bankers cannot uh, use LinkedIn for its ultimate effectiveness. There are other banks who don't have a problem with bankers posting. The bankers just don't know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and choose not to do it. So it, it, it goes back to the FFIEC. 
and your, um, your LinkedIn uh, social media policy. What can you do? And I would certainly recommend to banks within the guidelines in your market, et cetera, to be as open as possible and allow your banks bankers to go out and post good content, knowing that you hire adults and they're not going to do anything crazy uh, and share your policy with them. Certainly that's important. Yeah. Well, so when Britt and I prepare for these things, she'll send me a few ideas, but there are times when she won't tell me the answer. So I'm, I'm in the dark on this one as well. There's something called upvoting. This is new. Tell me about the upvoting. Yeah. So upvoting is um, essentially a reaction to somebody's contribution. So the more upvotes you have, the more value LinkedIn sees your perspective was. So when you are looking at other people's contents uh, and you go, ooh, that's good. And by the way, many of them will be in the industries you serve. They probably won't be in your geographic area. And so I don't look at it necessarily as a prospecting opportunity. But when you get on the radar of someone in supply chain, right, and you're now engaging, maybe they're not a prospect, but there might be content that your prospects in supply chain and procurement might, might feel valuable. So you can upvote for other people and other people can upvote for you. Now, that will lead into LinkedIn seeing you as a thought leader. So just adding your perspective is not enough to get a badge. And I know we're going to talk about that next. But when you get upvotes, when people vote that say, hey, that was a great insight, you can actually earn badges about being a, a, a community voice around a certain subject matter topic. All right. So I'm a Cub Scout. Uh, and this is not one of the best parts of my life. It took me a long time to get my tenderfoot badge because I didn't know how to tie knots. I uh, wasn't terribly good at that. Um, so I'd love to get a badge. So how do I get the badge? You talked a little bit about that. And mm -hmm. if I get a badge, who sees it and where is it on our profile? Yeah. So can I just brag for a moment? Go look at my profile because I have my my badge so it's a little yellow badge that lives right under your headline it has a little light bulb and it'll say mine right now is top social selling voice now i i have a second one which is top entrepreneurship voice but you can only show one at a time you can pick however when you're editing the top of the fold when you're that little pencil you can pick from the drop down which one you want to show my goal is to get 11 by the end of the year. You do not need 11, <laughs> but you know, that's a goal I set for myself. Um, but you know, it, it, it's very prominent and it is a minimum of 60 days. If you continue to contribute, it, you'll continue to have the badge. If you get the badge and you fall off and don't do it anymore, the badge will go away. Well, that's a good behavioral thing. It holds you accountable to not just get the badge, but you have to do something to be able to keep the badge, which yes. is really good. Now, let's go back to something you said earlier about geographic situations. So let's say you're commenting on something in plastics manufacturing because you have some expertise in there.
but but what you're commenting is it's all over the country. It's not in your local area. It's However, if yeah. you continue to do this, you'll get the badge. And let's call it, you know, manufacture plastics manufacturing expert. And I don't know what the badge might say. But when it'll just probably that, say top voice manufacturing. Okay. So when you put that on your profile, when someone in Secaucus or in uh, Holyoke or Elgin. Right, in your local area. Goes to your profile and sees it, they see you're a top voice, that gives you additional credibility locally, even though it's a national kind of a thing. Absolutely. Um, and it, uh, there is so much credibility in that top voice. And so, you know, working toward it is important, but it's beyond that. It hones your skills, right? It hones, it allows you, I'm just going to kind of go on my little like uh, riff here for a moment. It gives you some social listening skills and what's going on in the industries. You'll have aha moments. You'll, you can even research before you comment, right? You could go out and say, hey, I'm curious how this is, what's going on. If your bank allows ChatGPT, you can use ChatGPT to help you come up with your perspective, but add your voice. Um, so there's so many things that you could do. But as you're doing this, and you may say, well, you know, it may take you 10 minutes to write one perspective, but you will learn so much about what's going on in that industry and what's important to them that it's going to help you start more trust-based conversations without being salesy because you, you know what's happening and you could say, Hey, um, you know, I had recently came, I recently came across an article on LinkedIn. Um, I had put my perspective in on this. I'd love to hear yours. And you can send a link to the article where you added your perspective and you can ask. So there's so many ways to use this beyond Hey, I want a badge, even though I love the badge. The badge <laughs> makes me very happy. Well, um, let, let's let's go beyond this too, Bryn. If you're thinking, uh, let, let, I always like to think globally around this. Whenever I see a resource like this, so let's say you're calling on a manufacturing company and realizing that AI may have written all of these articles. There may be some nuggets in each of them, or two or three of them. <clears throat> that you could each bring up on the call and you might say, I found this post about this and this. How does that relate to your situation? Or it may create some question opportunities that you could develop and, and use on a business development call. So it's not just the article itself. It goes way beyond that. Brand. Just the topic is such a, I love that. Yeah. And that see, does Jack, mean, go ahead. I see like you're, nuggets are brilliant. I mean, this is, you now have unlimited, almost unlimited topics to talk about that's that LinkedIn curated for you. That's right. That's right. And if you, and if you combine that with many of the bankers that we know with, with that subscription you have to vertical IQ, where you get very specific articles from very well-known and well thought of publications, now you've got a variety of things that you can do. And then you add all of the neat things that RELPRO does with, with their uh, research when you can find out certain awards that a company has won. You can really, your, your planning time can be very, very shortened, much shortened by using these 
variety of tools, which I think leads us to our last question, which we sort of been talking about. What can we do with our answers beyond the collaborative articles? We've discussed a few. Are there others? Yeah. So one of the things I started to do is answer in numbers or bullet points. So I look at this and I'm like, so it could be um, an article that asked, um, you know, what are some of the ways you preempt a customer's objections, right? And so I'll say, so here are the five things and interesting you know, five things that I do. Number one, tell case studies early when you know that there's going to be objection around something, you know, because um, you always get that objection. Tell a case study early that overcomes it. Um, I mean, I could go, you know, so, and then I have my list. Now with that list, by the way, it does go into your comments feed, but I can create a post with this. So I could go a little bit deeper. I could take each one and go a little bit deeper. I can use ChatGPT to say, go deeper on this and then put my own voice around it. I can create an ebook. I could go on Zoom and talk about these five things and have a little video to upload. So this is the, the content starter. This really allows us um, to get inspiration. We type out that inspiration. And by the way, on I was doing this when I was walking my dog and I was in collaborative articles on my phone. You can text to talk, talk to text your answer. So I literally clicked the microphone on my on my keyboard on my mobile phone and I spoke the answer and I had very little editing to do. Um, so I was able to go through a lot. So there's so many different ways. So so now we have this. These are my ideas. Use ChatGPT to hone them in, to write a blog post based on those ideas. Um, and then but the key is do not copy and paste that. You need to read through it. You need to make sure it's 100% in your voice, uh, that it's compliant, all those things. But you can get so much from these articles from inspiration that will convert. Outstanding. Great show. Um, and, and I want to mention, um, I know we talk about it at the end of each show, the public library. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because I got a, a question from a banker on the phone said, you know, I missed your program last week about the seven tenants of uh, profiles. I said, well, it's in our public library. So what's the public library? So this is a, I was counting today. We have 21 eBooks in our public library. Wow. Little things that you can do. Um, 12 ways to uh, talk to your alumni on LinkedIn, things like that. Uh, all of these shows are in our public library. So I hope that you'll all consider, it's free, uh, and I hope you know both of us by now, Bryn, the hardest working woman on LinkedIn, and myself doing this for a long, long time, that it's not a salesy kind of thing. Um, you sign up and you get the benefit of it. Nobody's going to reach out and say, hey, do you want to buy a something today? So I hope you'll sign up for the public library. The second thing I want to talk about, Bryn, as we um, as we kind of bring this to a close, uh, is uh, this is in beta. Um, but I got to tell you that that 
LinkedIn does a lot of beta related things, but this must be really important to them to bring many of you to New York. Uh, so I got to believe this is going to happen. I'm curious in your opinion, what, how long will this beta thing go and what changes might you think about are going to happen for collaborative articles down the line? If you could, if you could just take I had a crystal ball. hat and put it on, what do you think? Uh, so there are a few things that I think, and I hope, um, I'd like this to be an opportunity to add your collaborative articles to your featured section on LinkedIn. I'd love to have a link on my profile that, or on all of our profiles where you can click on it and see all of my comments so that they all can come in. I'd love, so we use um, you know, proprietary hashtags to find content. I'd love to be able to click on that and um, see everything that all of the modern banker team members put in there. Um, I, you know, I think there's so many ways to leverage this. I would also love to uh, have a place where we could recommend topics for the collaborative article teams. Um, I would love to subscribe and get push notifications when topics on that I want to engage on are published. So, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on and on, but um, it, this is, I'm going to say this is a wish list. I wish it were a crystal ball, but we shared a lot of these things with the team when we were in uh, at, at the headquarters. Uh, they were very, very receptive to our ideas um, they'll pick which ones they think make the most sense, but I hope it's all of them. Yeah. Well, great to be with you as always every Thursday. We see each other almost every day, but it's great to see you on a Thursday live. Um, I'm really excited about next week's topic. Uh, we've had a lot of requests for, because we talk a lot about this algorithm and there's some changes that have gone on to the algorithm this year. So next week, Bryn, we're going to talk about the algorithm and the changes involved. Yeah, and and I I can't do this without a huge thank you to Richard Vonderblum, and we we will give him credit everywhere, who uh, is just a brilliant, brilliant man who has done an incredible job uh, every year of testing, A/B testing, and testing and testing. Uh, and so we'll talk, we're going to go through his, uh, his report and we'll have a link for you to his report so you can see it directly. Um, this was very nice from Elizabeth. Excellent presentation. Lots to think about. I'm a bank board member. Much of this will apply to my day job work too. Thank That's you. That's great. Yeah. And I'm on the board of a bank as well, as many of you know, and I'm not dressed to be on the board today. I'm dressed to go play golf, but um, these are the kind of things I think that board members can, that can bring to a meeting at, at the board, not to take over the bank, but to bring up strategic ideas that you know about that might benefit the bank. So congratulations to you, Elizabeth. I don't know what bank board you're on, but uh, they are going to benefit significantly from your expertise, I'm sure. 
Well, Bryn, thanks very much for this opportunity to be with you today. I look forward to uh, seeing you next week with the algorithm. And by the way, many of you are going to be invited to this next week's program, as you are virtually every week. A lot of people have said to me, well, I can't make it, so I don't register. No, please, please register, because when you do, you'll get the replay of this. And I think that can be really important because we're all really busy and we can't all be together at noon Eastern time every Thursday. Yeah. And, you know, it's never been easier uh, with LinkedIn. All you have to do is click attend and add to calendar. And that's all you have to do to register. So it's that simple. If you don't get it into your inbox, just message either one of us and we'll make sure that we send you a link. Awesome program today, Bryn. I learned a lot. Thank you very much for your expertise. Great to see you. Always great to hang out with you, Jack. This was a lot of fun. We'll talk soon. Every Thursday, Jack Rants with Bryn. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for Jack Rants with Bryn, brought to you by our good friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. We're live on LinkedIn every Thursday at noon Eastern time, helping bankers turn connections into conversations. Don't miss an episode. Visit themodernbanker.com slash TMB podcast. Leave us a review if you would. You can also listen to this program and the new Jack Rants with Modern Bankers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're on YouTube as well. Subscribe at youtube.com slash at themodernbanker. Finally, don't forget, make today and every day a great client day. Thank you.